What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Thursday, the last day of November 30th. November 30th, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, I'm joined by the host of Views from the Shot podcast, Tim Miller. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about some predictions for the standings. Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today, brother? I, I currently I'm doing really well. Um, I just got a notification on my phone that my first bet of the night has cashed. So thank you, Mark Williams, for that. Um, and as we're, we're currently sitting here with Thursday night football on, um, we're pacing okay, crossing our fingers for a Tony Pollard touchdown here in the second half. So um, if if my life revolves around betting, then then we're doing well. Outside of that, Ohio State is playing great. So of course we're we're excited to be watching the Buckeyes. And um, it's it's a great time in sports. It, it's a great time in sports with the college football uh, playoff just around the corner and bowl games coming around. College basketball is in full swing. MLB free agency, NFL, all this stuff. So it's a great time of year for sports for sure. And the holidays are here too, which we we're, we're excited for that as well. So you had me until MLB free agency, and then you lost me. You lost me at that you're, one. You're not tracking that that the Reds have signed two relief pitchers like Emilio Pagan just doesn't shout excitement to you of course of course I'm excited about that it's it's the other things that I'm not getting as excited about that the the card the Cardinals signing five guys who I think they're 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 starting rotation uh their youngest pitcher I believe is 33 like that sucks we're not excited for that well we are as a Reds fan but um yeah so so that yeah we hate that that's that's stupid and boring 100%. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I also cashed my first bet of the night. It was uh, Minnesota minus 12 and a half, I believe, against New Orleans. And that's, they won by like 32. absolute degeneracy. I'm I'm absolutely not going to support that. You're betting on Minnesota and New Orleans. That <laughs> I, I never, never will I support that. Why not, dude? That was that was an easy bet. They won by 33, I think it was. I actually don't know what the final score was. I, I watched five minutes of that game tonight and I was done. I, I, I can't Ohio State is gonna play New Orleans here in a in a couple of weeks as yeah. well. So I had somewhat of a vested interest in that game, but it was just it was awful. And 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 again, the fact that you there are there are literally tens upon thousands of things that you can bet on in a given day, and you chose Minnesota and New Orleans. So yes. When we're done recording here, we'll have a chat. We'll see if there's some some issues. If we need to get you checked in somewhere, call the gambling hotline. We'll get it figured out. We'll get you squared away. Yeah, I have one eight hundred gambler on speed dial. But uh, I was. It's funny because a little behind the scenes here, I just posted a highlight of Parker Fox with a putback dunk that didn't count. It was a ridiculous dunk, first of all. But um, I was barely watching the game either. I just happened to be walking by the TV, and the announcer got really excited, so I rewound it real quick and like recorded it on my phone and then posted it. So that's how that that's how that highlight came to be. I was barely watching, but that was a nice putback though. Um before we jump into this football stuff, I did want to give you a chance to uh promote your show, tell people like what you do and you mentioned that Ohio State is your team. Kind of how you got started with Ohio State and why uh you started covering them. And uh also just one last thing, your uh connection with Big Banter Sports, which I'm a big fan of. 
Yeah, so I'll say I'll say this. If you are an Ohio State basketball fan and you have not listened to my show, I would highly recommend that you do. I am biased, but I will say Ohio State basketball is kind of a a forgotten about kind of second afterthought in the Ohio State state sports world. Like I saw a tweet uh, this week of another media outlet who covers Ohio State. And they said, hey, we talk about Ohio State to feel good about ourselves, the basketball team, before going on to lament Ohio State losing to the team up north this weekend. It's like, okay, well, I mean, Ohio State just beat Alabama. They won the Emerald Coast Classic. It's not the Maui Invitational. You know, it's not a huge deal. But the Buckeyes look good this year. We can we can feel good about it. So um, to kind of answer your question about the background on the show, we got started literally this year. This is the first regular season where I've covered Ohio State. I've had the chance to interview a bunch of really, really interesting people within the program. Um, I've got some contacts within the program so I can stay well informed. I'll be chatting with Jameson Battle tomorrow. Oh, nice. Uh, which is exciting with, with him, you know, Ohio State playing Minnesota on Sunday. Um, but essentially saw all the coverage out there on Ohio State football and said, hey, we need better coverage for basketball. So I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, I've got a, a history in my past life of being in sports journalism. So uh, you know, started the podcast partly because of that, because I wanted to be in sports, because it's fun, all those types of things. So if you're an Ohio State basketball fan, you've got to be following us on Twitter at The Shop Pod, on Instagram at The Shop Pod. You can find us on YouTube as well. And of course, wherever you're getting your podcast, you can find us there. Uh, so I would ask that you subscribe. It's free. It will never hurt you. Uh, I don't take any of your data. It's not even possible. And if it were possible, I wouldn't know what to do with it. So just do it. <laughs> It'll be good for all of us. Highly, highly recommend. I love the views from the Shop Podcast. And again, I'm not biased. I love it too. I actually listened to your latest episode today. It was a recap of the Central Michigan game. Um, great podcast. I like listening to it. I just love talking hoops. I love listening to other guys talk hoops too. So I enjoy the show. I'm subscribed to it. If you're watching my show right now on YouTube, at the shot pod is on your screen right now so you can find it really easily um but real quickly before we get to any more like i said before we get to the football stuff upcoming on my show as well i do got to do some promotions for mine um we are not doing a bet big episode this week for football because there's only one game i have bet big brad's pick and i have big b1g wilson's pick as well we're going to talk about that after we talk about football, I'll give those picks. I'll put out the graphic on Twitter. Um, next week, we'll have a recap of the Big Ten Championship game, and we will start to get into those. I think I'm going to do two-a-week basketball shows. Do you think that's enough, Tim? Two-a-week for the Big Ten? Once the Big Ten play starts, I mean, I can't, I, can't do, I can't do a podcast every day. How often do you go? Uh, so during the regular season, I am doing – I mean, I, we're legit here at the Views from the Shot. We're doing – Ohio State, so they're they're taking on Minnesota, so we're going to do a game matchup preview, and then after the Minnesota game, we will do a re review. Then they're going to take on Miami, we'll do a preview, then we'll do a, a review. So it's typically three to four episodes every week, um, which I think is a, is a nice cadence, but it's tough. You know, college basketball, they're playing every night of the week. It's, it's tough to do it. It's impossible to do it daily. Yeah. Even for the Big Ten, it's impossible. So two times a week, I think you've got everyone covered. Dude, have you thought about doing like a, a review episode and then just smushing the preview for the next one in? Because that's kind of what I'm doing right now today with yeah, you. I, I didn't, I didn't warn much. you about that, but that's what we're doing today. 
I, I, I talk too much, uh, so it wouldn't work for me. The, the episodes would get too long. And um, I would assume the fans that we have already would probably say you got to shut up at some point. So wouldn't work for me. But if you're if you're less uh, winded than I am, long winded, then you'll be you'll be great at that. That's what and that, like I said, that's exactly what we're going to do today. I promised the people that I was going to do a Big Ten championship preview episode. And then this week happened. My son got sick. School events started taking place. And I was like, you know what? It's just not that important to me. I asked you to come on the show. I said, we're going to talk about the Big Ten Championship just a little bit. When I was on your show a few weeks back, you said you wanted to talk some football. So I said, here's Tim's opportunity to talk about one of his favorite teams, the Michigan Wolverines. They are favored by 22 and a half points. The over-under in this game is 34 and a half. Iowa, the home team in Indianapolis, that was predetermined before the season started that the West representative would be the home team. Tim, how do you see this game playing out for Michigan coming off that big win against the Buckeyes last week? Yeah, um, it, it's it's a tough subject for me. I, I cover Ohio State basketball, but of course I'm a huge Ohio State football fan. Um, I have no interest in watching this game. I, I, I think that it's – okay, so we said before the show we're going to see how, how animated I get. I, I'm already pissed. Um <laughs> The fact that they are in this game right now, that that Jim Harbaugh, essentially his suspension was nine hours. He got a nine-hour suspension. He can be with the team. He can travel with the team. He can prepare. He can recruit. He can game plan, all those types of things. He just simply cannot be on the sideline during the games. Big whoop. Harbaugh's about as hands-off as it gets already. Uh, so the slap on the wrist just pisses me off. They should not be playing in this game. Mm. The fact that okay, you asked about the game against Iowa. Okay, no, that's so, okay. I want to hear. I want to hear your full thoughts. I'm loving it's, this, it's, man. It's, it's it's a joke. It's it's embarrassing. Every team in the Big Ten should be embarrassed to see the the punishment that was handed down. We know the NCAA will do something. I don't know by the time the next president of the United States <laughs> states is elected. Actually, probably after that. I, I don't trust it will be before that. So. Uh, all of this is a joke. It's a sham. But regardless, Ohio State got beat on Saturday because Ryan Day um, was, mm, I won't use the word pathetic, but scared uh, with his play calling. And um, they came out and they wanted to win. So they they played like they wanted to win and they that's what they did. Um, I don't know if, if they're going to cover. I Again, I, I don't particularly care. I think if Iowa simply makes a field goal, they're going to have the chance to cover. Um, but Iowa's best offense, their best chance to score in this game is probably going to be by simply playing defense. Like mm-hmm. if they can force a turnover and get a scoop and score or get a pick six or something like that, or at least force a turnover and return it into the red zone, they're going to have a chance to put points on the board. Outside of that, I don't think that they have any shot. Uh, trivia. Do you know who Iowa's leading receiver is currently? Mm, I'm going to guess that it's I actually I do. This is unfair because I was on the Big Ten huddle last night, and uh, somewhat the Michigan representative told me it's Eric All, right? Eric All, and he has not played since October fourteenth. Yeah, has, I cheated though. Someone told me last night, so I cheated. I'm sorry. It, it's it's fine. It's just the the gravity of the stat that this guy hasn't played in a month and a half. He has. 299 receiving yards and he's the leading receiver for Iowa. Like why are we tuning into this game? Why why is Iowa 
being trotted out on the field to to play against that team up north like it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever that that like the, i get getting rid of the divisions but yeah come on, i was just west. gonna ask you about that you have to be excited about next year then right i'm not i'm not at all because now we can play the game and then we can play the game the week after which we won't because i don't i don't think that uh, the the Wolverines are going to be any good next year, especially with the gauntlet of a schedule that they have. Um, this was the year to have that schedule where they play Texas and um, they've got USC as well. And, you know, the 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 bigger Big Ten now upcoming. But uh, no, I don't like it because we could see the game literally three times. We could see it mm. the game. We could see it the week after in the conference title game. And then we could see it again in the college football playoff. So I'm out on that. Um, I, I'm simply like, is it that much to ask that we have a team that's better than Iowa in the big 10 conference title game? Like Wisconsin, you couldn't have done something like Braylon Allen is, he loves, he loves to fumble the ball, but he's an, he's an electric runner. Like you've, you've got to, he was hurt for a little bit though. He was hurt for a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, I don't care who it is, but someone step up and be, be better than Iowa has been this year. Like this is pathetic out of the big 10. You've got, you've got freaking Alabama and Georgia playing again in the sec title game. Yeah. Battling that's, for that's a college a football playoff. And Iowa is simply ranked because the committee is like, well, someone's out of the West has got to be ranked, right? Like it just makes sense. So let's throw Iowa into the mix. It doesn't make any sense, but, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a defensive struggle. I think obviously Michigan will handle Iowa pretty clearly, but the fact that it's a Big Ten, it's a major power five, power six, whatever it is, conference title game, and a team prop for their total points is set at zero point five. That seems like a concern. So that's only for I, half. Not that's only per half, though. I think their full yeah. game. I think their full game prop is six point five, which I mean and, that's and, huge. You could get you could get the over on the halves when it came out on DraftKings that I saw. You could get over 0.5 points in the first half and the second half at plus money. Like no that way. is insane. That's insane. I need to that's not still there though, is it? It's not still there. No, okay. it, it, it's gone to the negative. It's been juiced up a little bit. But you gotta you I mean, gotta DM can't... me when you see stuff like that. You DM me yesterday with the Ohio State minus 23 and a half against uh central Michigan. I bet it. I went to my my book and it was 24 and a half. And I was like, I don't care. I'm still going to bet it. Still want it. Appreciate you for that. Got the bets. Yeah. Definitely have to listen to your podcast for the bets, man. You got the bets on lock. I appreciate that. Um, as far as the Big Ten championship game goes, like I said, I was on the Big Ten huddle last night with JR. So we went a little bit deeper into this. I'm not going to spend a ton of time doing this. Go check him out if you want to hear my full thoughts. But my score prediction is 40 to zero. I do not think that Iowa is going to score. Wow. I do not think that Michigan's going to have a problem with Iowa's defense. And my reasoning behind that is that Michigan played the second-ranked Big Ten defense last week in Ohio State, and they scored 30 points. I think that they could score 40 points on the fourth-ranked defense with Jim Harbaugh back, despite what you think about him being in the game. And I know, Tim, you don't think he should be there. He should be suspended more, maybe. But... Despite what you think about it, he is motivation for the team, and I think that they have a lot to prove in this game, and I think that it's going to be a no-doubter for them. I think it's 40, and I think that Iowa has a real tough time scoring on Michigan's number one-ranked Big Ten defense, 
Um, and I don't think that they will. I think that there's going to be motivation to be a shutout in this game. And uh, that's my prediction. I like Michigan uh, to cover the 22-and-a-half, and and I like the over, and that's all because of Michigan's offense. And then just real quickly, Tim, before I turn it back to you, both B1G Wilson and Bet Big Brad have decided to go the opposite of me. They are picking Iowa plus 22-and-a-half and the under in this game. So that is the input from the boys from the Bet Big Podcast. Tim, what are your thoughts about what I just said? Yeah, I'm going to refrain from making a pick on this one. I saw a tweet today, actually. It it, kind of, it made its rounds of, essentially, it it was a poll, and it said, would you take $500,000 right now? The only caveat is you have to root for your favorite team's rival. So in in this case, if I took 500K, I would go and root for that team up north. Um, the the results were like 75 or 80% in favor of give me the 500K. Like, imagine your life. Yes, definitely. Just no, to root that, for them? I, you're, you're kidding me. Like, I, I cannot believe these numbers. I've talked to other people about it. They're all in on this. Like, just imagine your life, okay? You... I, I, as a, an avid Ohio state fan tomorrow, I'm going to go put on the most disgusting colors in the world. Maze and freaking blue. I don't know. And if, go I, I, you didn't say all that. You just said I had to cheer for them. Yeah. You, it's, it's you're, you're switching who you're, who you're rooting for for the rest of your life. That's oh, the it. rest of your life. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant for like one game. No rest oh. of your life. Oof. So I say that to say, Kill me now if that ever has to happen to me. I'm done. I, yeah, you can go buy a new house. I don't give a crap about the amount of uh, financial flexibility I will have. I'll be ruined for the rest of my life. I, I won't enjoy sports. So screw that. Whatever. Give me Iowa to cover. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not putting money on the game. Give me Iowa to cover. Because what about the over under? What do you think about the over under then? So you have to. What's if you're taking Iowa, you got to take the under then, right? What's it set at? It's a uh, 34 and a half, which is, uh, I will, ooh, I was going to say ooh, it's pretty high for an Iowa game right now. That's, that's tough because my, my prediction would technically be 31 to three, of course, Iowa winning. Um, so that would be right on the, you under. mean I'll Michigan winning? Nope. I mean, Iowa 31 to three. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to take, I, I'm not taking Ohio state's arch nemesis after what they just did to us to oh, win this fair. game. That's fair. That's no, fair. No I like it. I like it. The, the first one, the first person to pick Iowa I, that I've talked to this week. I like it, man. If it's 31 it, to 3 Iowa, like I'm definitely clipping this and posting it. Everyone's going to start following you and saying this guy knows ball big time. <laughs> this guy knows he doesn't know basketball, but he knows football. Um <laughs> for what is as the caveat here, like I very much I try to be measured in my takes. This is football, so I'll be as stupid as I would like to be. Yeah, on the pod for Ohio State, and I get it. Like our fan base is one of the worst in all of sports. I'm I'm readily able to to admit that. I try to be rational, measured, you know, all those types of things, analytical in my takes. Uh, but football, screw it. Like, yeah, I, I was winning this game. I like it. I like it. All right, let's switch gears. That's enough football talk for now. Let's get to what you do best, which is basketball. Big Ten play starting tomorrow night. From the time that we are recording this. I wanted to go through with you for each team their first Big Ten matchup. I'm going to kind of do it in twos. We'll talk about each of these games and uh, not dig super deep into these, but just kind of 
Do you think that they're going to start 1-0? Or do you think that they're going to start 0-1 to get the year started? So, tomorrow, December 1st on Friday, we have Maryland at Indiana. We have Purdue at Northwestern. I'll let you go first on this two groups of games, or this one group of game, but these two games. Um, what do you think happens with these four teams? How do they shake out for the first game of Big Ten play tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with Indiana in Maryland. Indiana was one of the teams I feel like I, so far to this year I've nailed. I thought that they were going to be a really, really clunky team. They're just so crowded in the front court. They don't have a lot of talent, I don't think. In the backcourt, Xavier Johnson has been extremely inconsistent this year, but they've been a really, really good uh, defensive team this year. They they can't shoot the three. They really can't shoot all that well in general. Kalel Ware has been phenomenal for them, but outside of that, like McKenzie and Baco hasn't really stepped up for Indiana. So uh, this is going to be a defensive struggle, I think. Maryland obviously has had a horrible start to the season, but they're finally kind of on the upswing now. They've had uh, I think 90 points in two of their past three games. They're great at scoring in transition. They'll get a couple extra shots per game because they can can offensive rebound really well. I think they have the best duo in the Big Ten with Jameer Young and Julian Reese. Um, so these are two really similar teams in terms of their makeup. Uh, but I would take Maryland to win this game and, and start 1-0. Um, I'll, I'll stop there before going to Purdue in Northwestern and let you give thoughts on this one. I think that Indiana uh, wins this game at home. I, I don't, I'm just, maybe I'm too like jaded from what I saw from Maryland at the beginning of the year. And I'm a little just too nervous to pick them in this game. Um, so I'm going to take the home team in this matchup because I do think it's going to be a good close game. And uh, I'll, that that's pretty much the only reason why I'm picking this is because Indiana's at home. It's going to be a huge crowd, Big Ten play, Friday night, weekend game. I think it's going to be packed. Places could be going crazy, and I think that Maryland – I do love Jameer Young, though. I think that he is mm -hmm. definitely a top-five guard in the Big Ten. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He's just got that dog in him, so I love watching him play. But uh, that's a really tough place to win, especially opening night in uh, the Big Ten. So I'm going to lean Indiana on this, but I'm not going to be surprised if you're right. Um, I'll go first on this next game because I think it's going to be simple. Northwestern is one of my favorite teams. And they're at home tomorrow night as well. Uh, I think that they have the Big Ten, the best coach in the Big Ten that was proven last year. He won Coach of the Year. I think X's and O's wise, he's the best coach, period. Um, game situations, maybe not so much. But as far as like a game plan and getting his guys in the right position, Chris Collins, there's nobody that does it better than him. But uh, Purdue's too much. They're just going to be too much for pretty much every team in the Big Ten this year. And that's a tough uh, opening night matchup. So I like Purdue in that game at Northwestern. Are you with me on that? Yeah, I would take Purdue. Obviously, Northwestern picked up the win last year at home against Purdue, and that was probably the biggest win in program history for them. You know, Boo Booey continues to play really well. Brooks Barnheiser has taken a step for them. But, I mean, Purdue it, it is just Purdue. I mean, they're obviously Zach Eady is playing incredible. He's averaging a double-double. Yet again, for being 7-4, his field goal percentage isn't really all that impressive. But, you know, you've got Braden Smith, you've got Lance Jones, who stepped in as a transfer. In terms of how the two teams match up, I think this feels like a, a game Purdue wins due to their both of their styles. Northwestern wants to slow it down and force you to shoot from inside the arc. And Purdue has Zach Eady. So 
And by the way, Purdue has they they've been far better than they were last year shooting from deep. Yeah. So if they do get the chance to shoot from deep, they'll be able to they'll be able to knock some down. They just don't shoot a lot from behind the three point line. But I mean, Northwestern their their brand of defense is don't let you get threes up, make you you know force up shots mid range in the paint stuff like that. That's where Purdue is going to be really good. Zach Eady should go for twenty five points, and and Purdue should win. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, I did see a tweet. I cannot remember who it was from that said that they're going to double team Zach Eady. It seemed like it was a reliable source because it stuck in my head and that it was going to open things up for Purdue. So I think that if that kind of the opposite of what you're saying, if they do switch up their normal game plan and try, try to start double teaming him and Purdue has to have like an awful night from three for Northwestern to win this game, because like you said, they've been shooting the lights out this year. Um, and I just don't, I don't foresee that happening. Let's head into the rest of the weekend though. We have Illinois at Rutgers on Saturday. And then on Sunday, it's Minnesota at your Ohio state Buckeyes. Uh, go ahead and talk about, let's start with the Ohio state game at, and Minnesota coming to town. And then, uh, the Illinois at Rutgers game on Saturday. What do you think about these games? Yeah, Buckeyes have looked good this year. They, they've exceeded my expectations so far. Ohio State fans are so jaded. They thought after Ohio State lost to Texas A&M that the season was over. Chris Holtman needs to be fired. We need to blow this entire thing up. But they, they've they played really well recently. They've played a bunch of mid-majors in, in Western Michigan, Central Michigan, crushed them both. They handled Santa Clara very easily to take the Emerald Coast Classic. They Not only did they beat Alabama, they never trailed in the second half, and they they pretty much dominated Alabama. They looked really good. And that one, Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale are the best one-two punch in terms of backcourt in the Big Ten right now. They're both playing incredibly well. Bruce Thornton could be, if Zach Eady didn't exist, he could be the Big Ten player of the year. I mean, he's playing that well right now for Ohio State. So Minnesota's a team. I've talked about it before. I've talked about Ben Johnson. He couldn't motivate me to mow the lawn or, or empty the dishwasher. Um, it just doesn't do it for me. Like I said, I've watched probably 10 minutes of basketball truthfully of, of Minnesota this year. It just, it frustrates me to watch them, even though their metrics offensively and defensively are not that bad, Yeah. but it's basically the, the Dawson Garcia show. And then outside of that, their top two scores or two of their top scores are coming off the bench. We're six, seven games in the season and you're still coming off the bench. Why? I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a good reason for it. There's a reason I'm not a coach, but I just, I can't believe in Minnesota. I think they're going to finish last um in in the in the big 10 this year and i think overall like if you can if you can handle Gawson, dawson garcia you're gonna be fine jameson battle gets a little revenge game as well so that'll be interesting to watch but yeah i think ohio state will handle minnesota pretty easily i think ben johnson is a nice guy and the reason i say that is because last year uh me and bet big brad and b1g wilson went to the big 10 tournament we sat two rows behind their bench when they were playing. They actually got a win at the Big Ten tournament last year on Wednesday. I cannot remember who they were playing on Thursday, but he was a very nice person. He was nice to all the staff and his assistant coaches. But uh, I have to agree with you, man. This guy is not a great basketball coach, unfortunately. And, he, and, and to his defense – um, there's more of him in the Big Ten as well this year. We'll talk about that when we get to our standings at the end. Um, I'll talk about Illinois and Rutgers. I agree with you, by the way. Ohio State's definitely going to start 1-0. Illinois at Rutgers. I like Illinois a lot better than Rutgers, just for obvious reasons. I think they're, they're a lot more talented. I think that uh, 
Rutgers' home court ad- advantage is deeper in the season. It's it's bigger. I, for some reason, I'm feeling like for, on Saturday, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I don't know why. Maybe just because it's early in the season and um, it's Illinois. So I'm going to take Illinois in that game, and I think that Illinois starts 1-0 and Rutgers is 0-1 um, just because I think that they're a more talented team overall. How do you feel about that? Yeah, this one's tough. Illinois is really, really deep. Um, I This was the hardest team for me to figure out heading into the season. I still don't really feel like I have a good handle on them. It's probably they, based they because I, uh, last year they were so like, they were so talented last year and they lost so many games that they shouldn't have lost. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's still in the back of my mind as well, too. It's like, I really want to give Illinois more credit. I'm sorry I didn't mean to jump on you, but I want to give them more credit in my power rankings and everything that I do with Illinois, but I can't stop forgetting about last year. You know what I mean? Or I can't stop remembering it, however that goes. Um, how yeah, many games no. they lost, you know? You, you've got that, and you've got the fact that this team is just full of a bunch of new players. They've had a bunch of players transfer out. Like, it's basically Coleman Hopkins and Terrence Shannon Jr. returning, and, you know, you, you're, you've got a bunch of newcomers on the team. Like, Marcus uh, Domask has been really, really good for Illinois this year. You've got Ty Rogers, obviously Coleman Hopkins as well, kind of supporting. But it, it comes down to Terrence Shannon Jr. So, um, I think Illinois is is a pretty solid team in that you you really can't key in on one player outside of Terrence Shannon Jr. to try to shut him down. But Rutgers, man, ever since their loss to Princeton to start the year, they've done what they should, and that's crushed the directional schools, the recreational teams, the online campuses. They're doing what they need to do in that regard. But they push the ball. They score in transition. You've got Andre Hyatt. You've got Cliff Amore, who are both playing really, really well. Rutgers is one of the best defensive teams in the nation. Gavin Griffiths has lived up to the hype, or it looks like he's at least capable of doing so. Um, I don't know what the what the spread will be, money line, anything like that. Just give me the under. I'm hammering that, whatever the number is. Um, I'm I'm leaning Rutgers in this one. I, okay. I think the Scarlet Knights can pull it off. Illinois looked good this year, but I lean Rutgers in this one to win. I feel like I... I know I talk about Twitter a lot, but it's basically because I live on there. But I think Stephen Bardo is on that call. He actually replied to someone's tweet that I was tagged in, and he was talking about how he was excited to be at the rack. So we'll see if he's on that call. Hopefully, dude, I'd love to get Stephen on the show. That'd be great. Talk some hoops mm-hmm. with Stephen Bardo. I'll bring you on too. It'll be like a little trio. Me, you, Stephen Bardo. Okay. Is that a date? Yeah. No, okay. it's it's a date. Um, right. I I'll be happy to be there. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's get into next week a little bit. It goes to Wednesday, everyone's first games. Monday starts with Iowa at Purdue. It's Purdue's second game. Um, And then Tuesday, I'll go three right here. We have Wisconsin at Michigan State. And then Indiana's second game at Michigan. I'll let you choose which game you want to talk about here. We got Monday, Tuesday, two games. Which one do you want to chat about first? I'm really excited for Iowa and Purdue. Iowa is, they are who it's, it's Iowa. They sprint up and down the floor. They score a lot of points and they give up a lot of points. I mean, they, they played a tough schedule so far. That game against Creighton was exhausting just for me to watch. Yeah. Um, I think they prayed, they played pretty well on that one. Can't hang your head losing to a team like that. You lose to Oklahoma. That's a team that probably battles for a double buy if they're in the big 10. Um, but Ben Cricky, man, I mean, I, I like the pickup. He he's exceeded my expectations. Your guy, Tony Perkins, Patrick McCaffrey, Peyton Sanford, 
all continue to play well. They've got a good bench. Um, that's a really, really good team that I think can match up with Purdue in a really interesting way because they've got some size. People don't think that Iowa can defend all that well, but the advanced analytics say they're at least above average. So that's going to be an interesting game. I'm I'm excited to watch that one. I have to take Purdue. Like it's it's hard to yeah. find a game in which you say I think Purdue is going to lose, especially with how slow Michigan State has started this year. But I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup. That'll be one of the best games I think of the night on Monday. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, by the way, Tony Perkins last night against North Florida, uh, leading score twenty one points. Ben Cricky also had twenty one, but uh. You know, no big deal. It's just no big deal for a guy like Tony Perkins to put up 21 points. You know how much. I'm so glad you remembered that from my appearance on your show. Like, he is my guy. I love Tony Perkins. You're the type of guy to pick a a somewhat obscure but obviously good basketball player. So it's like you look good saying that this guy's going to have a good season. It's not obvious because it's not like he's like Tyson Walker or something, but it works out for you. It's a It's a sneaky good pick for you. Uh, to pick up on a guy like that. Thank you. And then I also posted a picture of him holding two rolls of toilet paper and quote tweeted North Florida's uh, final score graphic graphic and said, you just got TP'd. So that's that's my new thing, by the way. That'll be happening every win for Ohio. Uh, the exact same bad Photoshop photo will be posted for every win that Ohio gets. Um, but I agree with you. I don't think that they're picking up a win here against Purdue. Like you said, it's just hard to pick against Purdue ever uh this year especially with the teams that they beat at maui it's just like i don't know anybody in the big 10 that can hang with them at this point but especially because this is at Mackey and it's going to be really tough for iowa to win this game on tuesday it's wisconsin at michigan state um i'll take michigan state i'll just be quick about that one i do like wisconsin this year i think that aj store is a big pickup for them and i think that they have better guards and their style of play is switching this year, just a little bit. I'm used to Ohio, or I'm sorry, Wisconsin. Um, lower scoring games, big defensive battles, but it looks like this year they're actually going to push the pace a little bit, and that's going to be a fun game at Michigan State. Um, another team who can score if they can start figuring some things out. I say that, but they're three and three right now. The three teams that they lost to are really good. Even James Madison, the night that they played them, anyone that watched that game, James Madison was on another planet that night. Um, so I still think Michigan state's going to be really good. I think that they win this, uh, big 10 opener at home and, uh, they kind of went going away in this game, right? So we, we have to talk about your, your man crush, AJ Hogard. No, we I don't have I, to, we don't have, I to. can't get through talking about Michigan state without this because don't pull don't up the DMS, you, please. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw uh, the Michigan state, Arizona game, but I had to think of you when I was watching this. So we're late in the second half. AJ yeah. Hogard is like, Oh, of seven from the field at this point. And yeah. Michigan state just needs a bucket. They need a bucket. Tyson Walker is on fire. Jaden Atkins is on fire. And AJ Hogard pulls up. He's clapping for the ball, clapping, clapping. He gets the ball. He pulls up from mid range misses. Jaden Atkins gets the rebound. Remember, he's on fire. He goes to the corner, and what is A.J. Hogar doing? Give me the ball. Give me the ball. <laughs> and then Jaden Atkins nails a three. And it doesn't stop there. We continue on. Later in the second half, there's like two minutes left. You can go back and watch the game. Which You'll game was this? this? Two minutes left. 
This is against Arizona on Thanksgiving. Okay, last yeah, week. yeah, yeah. I was watching that game. Huge yeah. game. You you got to win. And exact same thing. You're seeing AJ AJ Hogard is is dying to get the ball in his hands. Jaden Atkins keeps it and he gets a bucket. And it's like, bro, like, have you? Are you a space cadet? Have you been here for the past 38 minutes? You have made one <laughs> shot from the field, and Jaden Atkins is on fire. What makes you think you should have the ball when you're down by two right now? So I had to get that out. Um, but you're right. Wisconsin has looked better. They, they're they're a carbon copy of the team they were last year in terms of the roster, but they're actually improving offensively. They were so bad last year offensively. They've been better this year. Store has been a great pickup. I thought he'd lead the team in scoring. So far, he has. Um, but I think Michigan State is a team that they might lose this game because it's December 2nd or whatever it may be, December 4th. Um, my birthday is December 4th, so make sure you send me something. Mm. Um, but Mine's December uh, 9th. You'll have to send it right back to me. Ah, dang it. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you um, want to play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just send me something. I'll send it right back to you. Um, <laughs> look, this is a game that maybe they lose in, in the beginning of December, but they, they crush Wisconsin, I think, by the end of February. It's just the Michigan State way. Um, so... I'll take Michigan State. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly. Um, so, yeah, give me Sparty. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to bring this up, too. That Arizona game, just because you, you got me all fired up about A.J. Hogarth now. Zero points in the first half, right? Am I right? That's, that's correct, right? I believe that is correct. I know this, he had zero field goals in the first half. This is what he does, though. He does He does nothing the whole game, and then he gets a bunch of buckets in the second half he ended up being their second leading scorer in this game. And then uh, I heard you talking today on your podcast about uh, people who just box score watch. If you just box score watch this game, he's the second leading scorer. You're like, oh, AJ had a pretty good game. No, absolutely not. Yep. He was mainly the reason they lost is because he had such a horrific first half and he couldn't mm -hmm. get anything going. And it's just like, oh, man, it's so frustrating. And then if you don't even dig into the box scores, he missed 12 shots. It's like, man. Or I'm sorry, no, he only missed nine. Anyways, math is difficult. Doesn't matter. Sorry, get me all getting me all hot and bothered about AJ Hogarth for the wrong reasons. Um, let's talk about That's why I'm here. <laughs> let's talk about his rival. It's Michigan's first Big Ten team or Big Ten game. I'm sorry, uh, they're at home and they're facing Indiana. It'll be their second game. I I hate Michigan this year. I talked about it on your show just a little bit. I think that besides Ben Johnson, Jawan Howard's X's and O's, the worst coach in the Big Ten. Um, he's a great motivator. That's a little bit different than him and Ben Johnson, but, uh, they have all the talent in the world and they just can't get things done. It seems like offensively, they did pick up a big win against St. John's and then, you know, lost that long beach state game. It's just, it, it reminds me, I feel like Michigan's going to have a little bit of a season like Illinois did last year where the, the talent is there. They lose games they shouldn't. And then they might pick off a few teams that they shouldn't as well. Um, I, I like Indiana to start two and zero. I said that they're going to win that first game against Maryland. I think that they're going to go to Michigan and win that game as well. How do you think it goes? Yeah, I, I'm pretty shook about this game. I think these are two really, really evenly matched teams. Um, when it comes to which player can take over a game, I think it would be Michigan with Doug McDaniel. Yeah, but it, it's such a curious team. You, you mentioned the the win over St. John's where they crushed them. They looked really, really good. I watched the entire game. And that one, then you lose to Long Beach State, you lose to Memphis, you squeak by Stanford. Like, 
Stanford, and then you get crushed by Texas Tech. So they're not playing their best basketball right now. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising to me if Indiana were to win. But if you're looking for a dude to take over, it's going to be Doug McDaniel. So if he can do that, I, I think the Wolverines will come out on top. Memphis is pretty good, by the way. I I just uh, noticed that last night they beat somebody uh, that I was pretty surprised by. I can't remember who it is now, and it doesn't matter because they're not in the Big Ten. All right, our last two games are on Wednesday. It's Penn State at Maryland, Nebraska at Minnesota. Both of those home teams are playing their second Big Ten game of the year. Do you think that Penn State or Nebraska could go on the road and pick up a 1-0 start to start their year? Uh, can Penn State? Yes. Will they? I don't believe so. This this team is just so different from last year. They lost everyone. everybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone is gone. I'm pretty sure you got a you got a walk on offer to come join the team this year as mm-hmm. well because they just needed bodies. They need yeah. someone with 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 a heartbeat to come put on a put on a jersey. But and I did um, tell them no, I like, could come on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays every other week, and they didn't. They, that wasn't good enough for them. Yeah, no, and and, and you would understand why. So I mean, that's fine. And, and you're busy anyway. It wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, um, a lot of travel too, but. Um, Overall, I mean, this this is a team that you look at their their body of work and the wins that they have. And, you know, they've they've beaten teams like St. Francis. Uh, They've beaten teams like Moorhead State. Like, that's fine. And they've crushed them. But they've they've lost to VCU. They've lost to Butler. They put up a little bit of a fight against Texas A&M. But. Overall, this team just—they're not who they were last year. They're not distributing the ball well. Their their assist numbers have completely plummeted. Uh, their ability to shoot the three completely plummeted. So I'm out on Penn State this year. I think they'll finish very near the the seller of the Big Ten. So I think they'll start out 0-1 for sure. Um, then you've got Nebraska and Minnesota. If we're familiar with the meme, they're having a mid-off. That is this game. Um, you're going to have to put a gun to my head to make me watch this game. No, actually, you won't. Give me Kase Tominaga. I'll, I'll watch Kase any day of the week. Uh, super fun guy to watch. I'll take Nebraska to win, uh, but but I won't joyfully watch that game. Yeah, I like I like Nebraska in that game as well. It's going to be hard to pick Minnesota to win very many games this year in the Big Ten. And I uh, love Mike Rhodes at Penn State, but uh, I agree with you. It's just such a depleted – it's not depleted because I think he's got talent on that roster, but it's going to take maybe half of a season if, uh, you know, his his coaching style is going to work for this team. It's going to take them a while to get it rolling, so I don't see them winning this first one. And uh, I love Nebraska. I'm going to be betting Nebraska big next Wednesday, I think, at Minnesota. I just think that they have a tough game coming up against Creighton before that. If they win that game, Nebraska is going to Nebraska fans are going to be intolerable on Twitter because they're going to be eight. zero going into big 10 play. They're going to have, uh, it looks like one. I don't know. I don't know where the Creighton game is at. I guess I could click on this right now, but they're going to have one neutral site game. Uh, it doesn't say where this game's at and they're going to be eight. zero heading into big 10 play going to, Probably the worst team in the Big Ten, a chance to start 9-0 and with one road game. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, but I think that they do win that game. I do want to jump into this before we go because we've been, we've been talking for quite a while now. I want to get 
even though the season's already started a little bit and we've seen some non-conference games, I don't think it's too late to make some Big Ten predictions. I haven't done it yet this year. Uh, right before the season started, I did say that Michigan State was going to win the Big Ten, um, and I'm taking that back. And I'm allowed to do that because this is my show and I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, so we're going to go through and make predictions for who, we, what place we think everyone's going to finish in. I'll put out a graphic for this as well, and then we can come back to it. People will bookmark it. Uh, Illinois fans will tell us why we're wrong. And then they can come back at the end of the season and we can check it and see how good we did. I'm going to start with you. I want you to do your top half of the Big Ten, one through seven. How do you think that it finishes at the end of the year? Yeah, so I I also took Michigan State to win the Big Ten. Um, and I'm I'm taking that back as well because, as I say on my show, it's my show. I can do what I want as well. I say the exact same thing. Um, it's not necessarily because of how Michigan State has started. It doesn't really concern me all that much. It's it's just simply because of how Purdue is playing. I mean, they, they handled Marquette and Tennessee pretty easily at time. I mean, obviously, Marquette pushed them a little bit as well. Tennessee pushed them too. Um, but Purdue just looks really good. So I've got them finishing in first. Right behind, I've got Michigan State. And then after that, it's just a, a, an absolute nightmare trying to figure out where to place these teams. I've got... Maryland finishing in third. I'm taking Iowa to finish in fourth. You will see that I am not an Ohio State homer because I could very easily pick them to finish in the top four and get a double buy in the Big Ten tournament. I'm taking Ohio State fifth. I've got Wisconsin sixth, and then I've got Illinois finishing in seventh. So that's my top seven. They're coming for you, bro. I'm just going to let you know. As soon as I tweet this out, they are coming for you. That's it's going to be just one team. Everyone else is going to be fine with it. Illinois is going to say you're you're crazy for taking well, I, them so I well. have to have some kind of a take. And, and Illinois has not no, – there's no team in the Big Ten right now other than Purdue that's proving like, oh, we should take them extremely seriously. So I, I'm taking the info I have. I'm not going to have vanilla takes. So if, if you hate it, sue me. But you're not going to get anything because I'm not worth much. So good luck with that. I like it. Um, I'm scared. I don't want people to make fun of me. So I put Illinois. Uh, let me start at the top, though. Agree with you on the first two. It's Purdue. It's Michigan State. I, I had the I mean, everything you said about Michigan State was like perfect. It's like I'm not scared that they're not good enough. It's that I think that Purdue is better at this point based on what we the information that we have now um, and the teams that they've beaten. I just think that they're they're just so good. But I do still think that Michigan State's roster is talented. They have one of the best coaches in the Big Ten, so I'm taking them second. Um, but I'm I am fearful of Illinois fans, so I'm going to put them at three, and I'm going to leave my mentions clean. I think that they'll be okay with that. Here's where we start differing a little bit. I have Northwestern up at number four, way up at number four. Um, your Ohio State Buckeyes at number five. We agree on that. I put Indiana all the way up at six, and I have Iowa. Iowa Hawkeyes at number seven. Um, like you said, though, after that first two, it gets really murky in like anyone's prediction. You can't really call crazy after that point because there's so many. When I was doing this earlier, there's just so much talent in this conference. It's really hard to figure out like who's going to even. I felt bad putting anyone at eight because it's still really good teams at that point. But I'll have you do the bottom half of yours. Um, and then we'll finish this thing up. Where, who do you have starting at eight? 
Uh, I just want to say Tony Pollard just had a ball bounce off his face mask. He's the last leg of the parlay I need. I just need a touchdown. He then just ran a toss into the end zone. So, Oh, nice. Let's, Let's go. Here. By the way, it, even if you're into sports betting at all, we have been crushing Ohio State bets so far this year. So just listen to the show or follow us on Twitter so you can make a, a couple extra coins every day. Yeah. Um, so a, as far as my, my bottom seven goes, it, it really pains me to not have Northwestern fourth like you do. I picked Northwestern to finish fourth in the Big Ten in my preseason rankings. Um, I just have to drop them. I, I love Boo Booey, but it's hard for me to believe in them right now. So I've got Northwestern finishing in eighth, followed by Rutgers. Those are the final teams that I've got who I would say, yeah, I would feel good about them making it to the NCAA tournament. After that, I'm out on the rest of these teams. Michigan, I'm out. Indiana, you've got them super high. I've got them super low. This would be 10th, um, where I've got Indiana, uh, I believe, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. Sorry, I've got them 11th. I've got the Hoosiers finishing in 11th this year. So you had Michigan um, at 10 then, right? Yeah, Michigan at 10. Okay. Um, so Michigan, Indiana, and then I've got Nebraska, Penn State, and Minnesota rounding it out. Man, it makes me – it kind of makes me want to change some, some of my stuff because – Anytime anyone talks, if you if you ever listen to uh, Bet Big that we put out usually every Friday for football, if I I'll have a pick, and then if someone if either one of the other guys says something that's convincing enough, I'll I'll switch it on the spot, because you know I just I can be convinced easily. I feel like um, I'm not going to switch this though. I'm just going to kind of keep it the same, just because I kind of I want ours to look a little bit different when I tweet it out. But uh, I have Wisconsin down at number eight. Close to you with Michigan, I have them at nine. I put Maryland way down at number ten, and that is yeah. probably that's probably who I'll hear from when it comes to the tweets is putting them so low. But man, they're so talented, and they've lost to some really bad teams so far. It just makes me really nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, I have Penn State at eleven, not too far off from you. Nebraska at twelve. I know that they're seven and zero right now, but they haven't beaten anybody i don't think they've beaten anybody in the in the ken palm top 250 yet even it's like ridiculous maybe maybe one i think they beat uh the team from pittsburgh i don't know how to pronounce it de quinn oh duquesne duquesne okay that's how you pronounce it and i'm an idiot um that's their one good win so far but anyways i have nebraska down at 12 and then uh penn state at 13 i'm sorry that's yours uh rutgers at 13 and Minnesota at 14. So a little bit of some variance there. Um, but, hey, that's what makes basketball so fun, though, is because anything can really happen. My predictions last year were way off, way off. I think I had Minnesota at, like, six last year. I just thought they were going to take a big step forward with Jamison Battle and Dawson Garcia. I thought that they'd be mm -hmm. reckoned with a little bit. But, uh, you know, injuries happen, and then uh, coaching, as you said, kind of put a nix in that plan um but that's my prediction though how do you how do you feel about my bottom half anything anything crazy on there yeah i think obviously compared to my rankings i think maryland is really really low uh for you i i, I think when you've got a guy um in jameer young and you've got a guy in julian reese one guy in the front court one guy in the back court who can just dominate i mean julian reese is undersized he's kind of similar similar to zed key in that he rebounds really, really well, and he just 
he scores and you're like, how did bro just make that shot? Like it's, it's insane. So I think that the fact that they've got that going for them, it's just, it's better than other teams that, that you may have ranked ahead of them. I don't think you ranked like Penn state, Nebraska ahead of them, but like, you know, Michigan, Indiana, um, even Rutgers potentially, um, there are some teams where you can just, you've got some more guys that you can go to and trust and have a bunch of experience playing college basketball. Um, so that's the one that will either one of us, one of us is going to look good. And another one of us is going to look bad based on our Maryland picks. Um, their body of work does scare me, but I think that they can put it together, you know, as the season goes on, I do believe in Maryland, maybe more than I should. Um, but you know, even Jordan Geromino, uh, he's oh, I loved up him, by the way, well. he, he um, was like, he was like by Tony Perkins last year. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's a great he, player. He's even stepped up and play well after like pretty much disappearing from Indiana. Um, and he's contributed for Maryland this year. So I like Maryland. That's one of us. Like I said, one of us are going to look good. The other is not. So we'll, may the force be with you on that. One. I think it's going to be you. I think you're going to probably look better on that pick. Um, I'm just not a, as big of a believer in Julian Reese as you are. I think that he's a good player. He's serviceable. I just don't think that he can really – I think there's just so many – more better bigs in this league than him. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. He'll. I say that, and then he's probably going to average like 20 a game in Big Ten play this year. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. He's going to go put up 17 and 14, and and whoever they play next. It, absolutely. After you said that, I'm going to send him this clip because obviously do Julian Reese and I are very, we're very close. Please don't do that. By the way, you said that you're going to be talking to uh, Jameson Battle, right? Yes, that's correct. It's just, a, it's, it's not an episode. Um, oh. It's just a conversation. It, it's a press conference. That's going to be on zoom okay. um, that I'm unable to make. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll get the chance to ask him some questions and chat with him, but um, won't be an episode, unfortunately. Oh, that's what I was hoping for. Uh, his name is Tim Miller. Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, remind everybody where they can find you. And uh, I appreciate you jumping on to talk about this football stuff as well. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at the Shot Pod. In our in our bio, we've got a link that goes to every piece of social media that we have. Um, my question is, what's the worst possible thing that can happen by you following us? And I would say probably nothing. So just do it. It's free. It's good for you. I just lost. And- you. Hold on one second. Hold on. I just lost you for a second. <laughs> Sorry, dude. End of this okay. episode is gonna suck. All right, you're back now. Okay, cool. I got the uh, yeah. I got the uh, volume hooked up to a TV next to me, so and it just went on sleep mode because we were talking for too long, so I had to hit ignore. Sorry about that. The worst thing okay. that can happen by following you is probably nothing. And then what were you saying? Probably nothing. It's completely free, and I follow back every follower I get because I like mm. having conversations with people. You can DM me that way. Uh, you can tell me I'm an idiot. You can tell me I'm super ugly. Um, or you can tell me I do an okay job covering the Ohio State University basketball Buckeyes, Buckeye basketballs, uh, one of the two. So yeah, come find us. Bucks eyes basketballs, baskets balls. They're all basket plural. Bucks. Basket is, bucks is what we call them. Oh, that's the a good bucks. name. That's a good mm-hmm. name. Yeah, when not we start, mine, but when we start our is that is that already a podcast? When we start our spinoff Ohio State podcast, it's going to be called Basket Bucks. Yeah, I there's 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 one called Bucket Heads, which I'll which I'll gladly shout out. They've been on our our show before, but um, yeah, the Ohio State basketball team can be nicknamed the Basket Bucks. The more you know, love it. 
Love it. Hashtag the basket bucks. Tim, thanks so much for coming on. As far as my show, though, real quick, next week we'll have a Big Ten Championship review. We call it the wrapped episode. We'll be starting the basketball twice a week, I'm going to call it. And I've never been I've – I've always committed to stuff like that, and then I've never come through on that. So if you're expecting two a week, it might be three. It might be one. You just got to, like, stay up on the feed and figure out when things are coming out. It's called Casual Big Ten. I try to keep it casual. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with that wrapped episode. We'll see you guys next week with some more Hoops Talk. We'll have the Bet Big finale next Friday. That's going to be all the bowl games, all the lines, the spreads, the over-unders with B1G Wilson and Bet Big Brad. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys in the future.